We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined, as always, during the uh, UEFA Euro 2020 tournament played in 2021 is Ryan Belangi. Uh, Ryan, we are doing this again in the middle of the slate. It's like the biggest uh, game of the tournament right now, France-Germany. So obviously nobody's watching that and it's just watching us, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> best game of the tournament coming up. Uh, can't wait to watch it after this, but... We got a nice slate to get into. The, the, the GPP filled today very early. Um, they they did make it a little smaller, but tomorrow's is back up to 100K again. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I have a few doubts with it being a three-game slate again. And, and I know uh, usually the slates get a little more attention when they have a big game on them like there was today. But uh, it's still a good sign. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think... The showdown for France Germany was a hundred thousand, so mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah, that's a good point. They made that one bigger. Yeah, my my thought, actually, my thought was that they were going to start doing that anyway, just really prioritizing the late showdown because, uh, you know, the later in the day, the better when it comes to any of these sports, particularly with soccer. The yeah. nine a.m. starts. We got lucky today with a noon start on the East Coast, um, but the nine a.m. starts are a little rough for others. Uh, nine a.m. Eastern, that is, but. That's what we have uh, for Wednesday's slate. Um, we, yeah, I'm encouraged by the fact that today filled, and obviously they're going back to 100. I, I, I'm conf- uh, I don't want to say confident. I'm hopeful that 100,000 is just going to be what they do from now on. I can't That'd imagine that we see them going higher, but uh, until we get later in the tournament. But yeah, it's big enough that uh, I think people are playing. So yeah, let's d- dive into this slate here. Um, we've got a three game slate. Finland-Russia uh, kicks us off, which is a little bit of a downer after we get France-Germany today. And then we've got Turkey and Wales, and then Italy and Switzerland. These are the beginning of uh, everyone's second game. So we have, uh, you know, 90 minutes uh, on each team of things that we can extrapolate and overreact to, which is always nice. Um, Italy, the biggest favorite, uh, followed by Russia, and then this Turkey-Wales game is supposed to be pretty close with a total that may as well be zero uh, for how, how low that one is. And after what we saw in uh, Turkey and Wales's first games, I, I want to give Italy some credit there of how bad Turkey looked, but Wales, we were so 
so uh, optimistic okay. about Wales, and I'm not sure Turkey is going to be the place where they uh, they break out of that. No. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's the first slate where we have um, some some evidence to to go off of for these teams. We've seen them all play, and that's nice. I think you can use you can definitely use that. I know you said. Oh, you, you never want to overreact to, you know, what you saw in the first game. But um, a lot of that stuff will be helpful. I think it's a it's a good base for these games. Um, just like a some some quick thoughts. Russia against Finland in Russia. Russia needs a win. Finland had one shot last game against Denmark. Um, you can see I could see Russia, you know, being the better team here. Um Wales, Turkey. Yeah, Wales was disappointing. They looked, they really struggled against Switzerland to have any possession. I agree with you. I I don't think it gets much better against Turkey. I think Turkey, you know, should be on top more in that mm-hmm. match. But, but um, yeah, you never know. Uh, Italy looked really good. Um, was Turkey part partly the reason for that? Maybe. Um, Wales could see some more opportunities. Uh because Switzerland is a good defensive team. So, and Turkey hasn't been recently, though they were, you know, in the one or two years before this, not recently. And then, yeah, Italy and Switzerland, Italy looked great. Um, arguably the best team so far. Yeah. Um, I'd expect them to be, you know, dominant in possession again, uh, creating chances. And the salaries on this slate definitely reflect that. Uh, the, the Italy guys are very expensive. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about um, playing one or two of them in cash. If so, which one, I guess? Uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, so they are really expensive, uh, but, like, they should be. Um, we, I think one of the nice things now that we have at least one game under our belt is that it provides a little bit of clarity on the set-piece situation, like everything – was pretty guesswork um, before that, Uh, you know, attempted intelligent guesses, but just guesses. So uh, a little plug here, apologies for those who are not uh, watching this on YouTube, but the, our daily cheat sheets now that we have stats include the free kick tracker. So uh, those seeing on YouTube, see this, that we have for all subscribers. Now I'm just giving it away for free here on YouTube, but um, basically you can see the free kick tracker is great, by the way. Uh, I use it all the time. It help really helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we see with Italy that, you know, I think there was a thought that uh, Berardi could have taken a few um, in that first match. We, we figured Insignia would, but he basically took them all. Bernardeschi um, took a few off the bench, and I guess, I mean, Berardi ended up with, what, two there. So um, it just seems like either, you know, they split sides and they were just all on Insignia's side, uh, but – you know, he was the one who was benefiting. I, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I I, I think you got to um, give a slight lean towards Insignia for who's going to have the majority of set pieces. Yeah. Um, so he, I, I don't think there's a reasonable build where you play Insignia and Berardi. I just don't. I agree. It's just, it's just too much uh, for a game that shouldn't be totally out of hand. Uh, you know, like, I think we've said it on every one, every podcast so far, and I'm going to say it again. These games are not expected to be that high scoring, and so um, to have to pay 
20,700 for two players uh, for a, a, a favorite, but not an overwhelming favorite. It just seems a little nuts, especially when neither of them, you know, neither of them are minus 250 to score. Uh, it's, you're really playing them for floors anyway. So um, I sided with Insignia just because uh, I get very swayed by the free kick tracker. And if his number is bigger, then I'm just going to play him. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you said. I definitely lean towards Insignia. Uh, more free kicks or crosses or corners, whatever, also cheaper. Um, and yeah, I don't think you can afford both guys. Uh, also, because there's some other places to go to get some to get some fantasy points on this slate, I think. And those pieces aren't necessarily the cheapest, so it's you know it really hurts your lineup too much if you try to jam in both those Italy guys. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna steal something that you said uh, on one Sunday show for, no, I'm sorry, Saturday for Sunday. It's all a blur at this point. Whatever the last three game slate was, but we had three teams that were basically all the same favorite or they looked at uh, odds wise, mm-hmm. you know, and just looking at this odds report, uh, Italy is a bigger favorite than Russia is over Finland, but it's not by much. And uh, you know, their implied goal total is not that high, that much higher. And so if you treat them as the same, and I can get a two thousand dollar cheaper set piece taker. Then I probably take the two thousand cheats. Uh, or I, frankly, I can play both, but I'm not going to play two from Italy if I can get an, another one from Russia that's almost as big of a favorite for two thousand less. Absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, if you just look at those teams and assume they're about the same as far as the same favorite, and and it's going to translate into the same amount of uh, you know possession and peripherals. Uh, I don't, yeah, the, the Russia guys are much cheaper or the Russia guy that you're talking about is much cheaper. Um, so I think it makes sense to go to him for sure. Yeah. So, uh, from a forward perspective, Miranchuk is the guy 7,900, uh, versus Berardi at 10, seven. It just for cash, it just seems like, uh, like, I think a lot of people are going to play in Senior and Miranchuk because, um, they're not. A ton of, I mean, again, on every slate, they're not a ton of like high floor forwards, but they're the two on this slate, and they're the they're the biggest favorites. So just move on. And this is where you'll probably try to tell me that it's a great bounce back spot for Gareth Bale, but I'm not sure I'm buying it. <laughs> you know, I I just I can't recommend Bale to the people today after <laughs> after after what the way Wales looked. Um, no, not confidently, and absolutely not for cash. I mean, of course you can play them in tournaments, uh, but no, I'm gonna do uh, a, a 180 on bail, and I think he got. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much off him for this slate. Uh, Moranchek, yeah, uh, seems like you just go to him. Um, he should get you know some crosses a few set pieces and more peripherals i mean don't think of russia the way you saw them in the belgium game it, it, it's not going to be like that against F- finland it's not like russia are, are this amazing team but finland is definitely one of the the i would say le- one of the lesser teams in the tournament i mean that like i said at the start that the fact that they had one shot against Denmark and like they, they rarely looked like creating much that that sticks out in my mind. Um, like I, you said, you don't want to overreact and I agree with that, but I think it's safe to go to the Russia guys uh, tomorrow. 
Yeah, I think uh, I didn't even realize it, but not to, to go back to the Finland thing. Uh, and obviously that game was, was very wacky with the Christian Eriksen situation. But mm-hmm. um, I saw that uh, Raitala, who we talked about as like a cheap guy that probably wasn't going to do anything, pulled a defensive Cavani by scoring two and a half points with a clean sheet um, <laughs> as a fullback. And we were like, oh, he's playing out wide. It'll be fine. But um, that that was obviously not fine. So um, that was yeah, that, that, that was great. I think I remember that podcast. Like I was worried about my call. I remember saying he had absolutely zero upside. And <laughs> I look and saw that he had negative points before the clean sheet kicked. And I thought, OK, well, at least we got one thing right. Uh, on that first podcast. Uh, and, and frankly, it could, it could have been worse. Like um, he absolutely could have had a, a yellow also. Like he had, he finished with four fouls committed. Usually that's the range where they finally give him a card. So we should be thankful for the two and a half uh, from that one. Um, yeah. So basically the way I looked at this slate, uh, similarly to what we were saying for this Tuesday slate that, uh, moving from a cash lineup to a GPP lineup is almost easy with the Italy guys specifically because Insignia and Berardi and Berardi got like banged up a little bit, but I think he's expected to start. If he doesn't, um, Chiesa will start in his spot. He's not, uh, he's a, he's decently cheaper actually. Um, but if you just want to switch to a mobile, if he starts, you know, uh, you know, for GPP, that's the upside because a mobile is, got to have the highest anytime goal score odds on the team. So it's just a, a very quick switch and you're fine, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Immobile looked good in, in the first game. Clearly looks like Italy's first choice striker. Great GPP option uh, off one of those more expensive Italy guys. Um, where, do you, where do you prioritize Chiesa if he starts? Ooh, um, you know, being in the last game, it's going to be tough to know that, but, yeah. but yeah, if, if I plan for it or like it, you know, it, you might leave spaces left or lineup spots left to be flexible and make changes. I think he, I think he'd be a fantastic play. Yeah. Cheaper than all the other Italy guys. Uh, he, he had a, he's in good form. He had a great season for Juventus. Um, yeah. I mean, if he were to start, he looks like he, he'd probably be my favorite play on Italy. That, that, that uh, salary savings is, is significant. Yeah. I think all of that also applies to Bernardeschi if he starts. Um, Absolutely. He also has taken a ton of sets during qualifying. And so uh, if either of those guys, but, but you nailed it, like it's the last game. Uh, if you use a forward spot on him, you're likely leaving a ton of salary on the table or, well, you're basically playing Mbolo, possibly on the other side of that game, and you probably don't want much Switzerland. Mm-hmm. I was going to say you could play Shakiri if he, uh, you know, if you, if you have a utility spot with those guys, but um, I'm not sure I want any Switzerland, honestly. Um, no, I, I definitely don't want Shakiri. I know we're not to midfield yet, but it really starts, or we can wait. We'll wait for him. Uh, the, <laughs> The, the Switzerland forwards, um, you can get some really low ownership there. Um, Imbolo has upside. Um, I forgot to mention him on the first podcast, but he's a player this year for Munchen Gladbach who considerably underperformed his XG. I'm not like a huge XG guy, but 
it was noticeable for Mbolo. And those are actually the type of players you want on one game slates because, you know, you're not buying him for the whole season. And at least he has XG. Um, we saw we saw in the game against Wales, um, he was creating chances on his own. Uh, he can, yeah, he can uh, come up with something special. So a guy like that is who, who I would take a chance on. Uh, you're right, though. Switzerland's not a team I would be uh, overly excited to target. Yeah. Uh, no one will play them, though, in, in, mm-hmm. in the last game and against Italy. Yeah, I mean, from that point of view, that's where you're going to go. The big, they're the biggest underdog, though. Like, I'm just not sure you're getting a whole lot. Like, I, I, think, I think I play Bale over any of the Switzerland guys, though. I agree. Yeah. Yep. So where do, you, where do you fall in this turkey game? Do you, do you like any of the Turkish forwards or? Um... Uh, yeah, I think you have to. I mean, Wales gave up tons of chances to, to Switzerland. Yeah. Um, I was really hard on Seferovic before or on that podcast, but he, he had tons of chances to score. Um, Turns out we had every reason to be tough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Deliver. yeah that, that, that was nice. Uh, t- Turkey being at home, the the salary i mean yilmaz for example center forward that's a pretty good salary he should yeah. have some great he should have some great chances to score um absolutely have interest in the turkey guys um is it is i didn't let me check is caraman Kar- expected to start again um, um we have him in so yeah yeah so uh, if he starts yeah that's a great price Pl- playing him at forward playing him at forward can can let you fit a lot of things. Um, looks like he's the second cheapest forward on the slate uh, playing for a favorite. So yeah, th- those are the type of guys uh, I like to play. Definitely. Yeah. yeah that's a, that is a decent price for sure. Um, um, just, uh, just one Moran Chuck to just for GPP wise. He's a guy that I, I I could be wrong about this, so I hesitate to say it, but I kind of don't see people playing him that much in GPPs, and I think he's a good GPP play, too. He has goal upside, um, and yeah, for some reason, I, I don't know if I see people using a spot on him in the first game after you know he was a sub in the first game. I don't know. It, it all kind of goes into it, but I don't mind him for GPPs either, and obviously, uh, Zuba, or however you say his name, uh, Juba is he might be even a better GPP play. He's got pretty good goal scoring odds. As I say, he's actually the top. He's at one yeah. plus one twenty five, which, um, yeah, I mean they don't get higher than that. So right, um, you got to have interest in the guy with the highest goal scoring odds uh, when he's only seventy four hundred. Yeah, would you play both of them, Mirren, Chuck, and Zuba? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, it's a great, great move. Uh, very good chance they assist to one another. Right. Right. Um, from the the cheap guys other than um, Caraman, like Finland might – I don't want to play anybody from Finland, but like the Finland – Finland offers some cheaper guys. Um, yeah. Um, that guy who scored uh, Pujanapalo. Um, oh, that's pretty good. 5,300. Yeah. I mean – Sure, you know, got to be in play. I mean, he scored against Denmark, so I mean, sure, he could score here. Um, he took he's not a guy that I'm going to be jumping to roster, um, but 
I don't hate it. I, uh, I'd be remiss as a daily fantasy sports tap to not mention that um, he has 100% of their shot volume. <laughs> That's a great point. So, you know, by those numbers, you get a guy who takes 100% of his team shots as the cheapest forward on the slate. He looks like an absolute smash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just lock him in here. Sorry. Mm -hmm. 150 lock. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the the whales. I don't even want to talk about the whales guys. Like I no, guess we were actually looked. Um, he just looked huge. I'll put it that way. He looked huge, and so uh, I don't huge. mind. Mm -hmm. um, they'll try to play balls to his head again. Obviously, yeah. he could put one in. Yeah, we, we mentioned Bale. Still a tournament play. Um, probably will get less ownership after that uh, performance and after the Wales performance. Again, don't hate it, but not going to really recommend it. Yeah, I think the other thing that was a bit surprising was uh, when Harry Wilson didn't start we were kind of guessing that Bale might be able to take some set pieces and mm -hmm. Daniel James basically took most of them. So I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I saw Bale take one um, right. and they didn't have any shots and I, or they didn't have any shooting positions and Bale is definitely going to take almost all of the shooting position free kicks, but For sure. yeah, Danny James, uh, he's going to take the, the crosses. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so midfield, I think this is another slate where we actually have like a number of midfielders that we can play. It becomes more of an opportunity cost thing. Um, like punting midfield on this slate doesn't seem as viable as it did on uh, today Tuesday's slate here. Uh, I ended up playing in Golo Conte. We talked about him yesterday, so I think. Um, mm -hmm. But there are guys on this slate, and some of them are definitely not cheap. Uh, that being said... I think Golovin's probably going to be really popular, and I think people will play him and Mirinchuk. Uh, and mostly because they're just so much cheaper than getting another Italy guy in. So, like, getting heavy on Russia doesn't seem that bad because you're really just getting heavy on the team that's playing Finland. Right. Uh, totally agree. Um, Golovin, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, where do you fall on uh, uh, Chukhana Blue? Because, like, yeah. Um, I think you can go to him too. Um, you're right. He's a tougher one. Uh, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think you can roster them both. Um, if you can afford it, I guess I haven't gotten that far in the lineup yet. Um, so I guess if we're comparing the two, I, I'd maybe want to look at some numbers, but I'll, I'd lean Golovin. Yeah. I mean, Russia, the bigger favorite, they looked a little better. Um, yeah. Chalinoglu could, could lose. I, I don't know how you say his name actually up and up until like a few weeks ago, I was saying like Kalhanoglu sometimes, yeah. but that's not it either. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you think? I think you can go to him. I, I'm warming on him, but, um, some other guys might steal some sets. I keep going back to the fact, though, that Wales is not going to be the team that has the most possession, and I feel right. like pretty confident about that. And that that makes me like uh, Jalanoglu too. Not not more than Golovin, but I do like him. Yeah. So I 
I like them both. Uh, the one, th there were basically two guys that are making me hesitate. Uh, one that plays for them, like uh, Under played really well off the bench mm -hmm. uh, in that first game, in a game that like Turkey did not play well in. Like he looked good. Leapy took a set piece. Mm -hmm. um, if only there was a way to find out. Um, let's see here. I think he did. There's his name, one in 45. So on two sets per 90. All right, I'll take that. But uh, he's a little cheaper. Um, and But the but really it's whether I want to go on the other side and whether I want to play uh, Daniel James again or not. Um, Daniel James is 6,500. But like, I agree with you that I don't expect Wales to have more possession in this game. And so do I, I think prioritizing the Turkey set pieces is better than prioritizing Wales's, but it's also then do I pay up or go with the cheaper of the potential options? Yeah. Um, these are tough decisions actually. I'm, I'm, yeah, looking at these guys more. I agree with what you said about James, but you know, he, he can get there in other ways too. Absolutely. Um, he's, you know, Turkey's not the worst matchup. I mean, coming into the group, if we wouldn't have, if we wouldn't have seen the opening game, you would think Wales can do okay in this matchup. Um, I don't love the fact that James got subbed, but yeah, it still seems like you can go there. Um, Chengi's under, I think, I think that's how you say his first name. Um, he, yeah, he, it seems like he's going to start. It seems like he could take a couple sets. He, yeah. he does make me worry slightly about Chalanoglu. Um, but oh, that's an interesting one. I mean, I wouldn't hate it if you go there either. He, he, he probably has the most open play value on Turkey as far as just what type of player he is. They don't have necessarily – uh, the quickest guy. He's a he. He's got good feet. He can dribble. He runs at players. Um, he's going to create chances. So he he might be just as he might be just as good of a play as those guys. My biggest fear is playing sixty minutes. Yeah, that's that's an, that's definitely a worry. And to be honest, that'll probably keep me off him. I mean, the the pricing is yeah, he's cheaper, but like you can go up or you can go down. So it doesn't seem like you need to go there and cash. Yeah. It feels like the two V two, the other guys that you'll have in the two V two are close enough where it's like, I should probably just prioritize the guy who might play longer. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like, think so. Too. Yeah. It, it worries me when like he was not theoretically good enough to start the first game. So to then like come into the second game and play 90 feels like I'm like a leap of faith. Right. It feels like a big ask, especially because he'll likely be starting over Yazizi. And yeah. I mean, seems like he's going to come into the game too. So, right. Yeah, I agree. So then, but that actually is like, maybe I, do I actually not want to play either of them and maybe. Play James, go back to James because he's cheaper knowing that he's probably sub too. Like, yeah. I mean, especially because it might allow you to, well, it will allow you to get better somewhere else in, yeah. in your lineup. So I think that that's definitely a reasonable starting point. I think you can just, I don't think you need to play the Turkey guys. You're right. Okay. Um, what about, like, I just want to say like, I, I, 
the reason why I'm hesitant, and I'll say it again, you can see Chalanoglu having like a big game. I mean, it's not necessarily going to happen, but it, I can see it. Um, but I, I, I do agree with you that it makes sense to, you know, under being in there is, is enough of a, I guess, limitation to just pay down for James and use the salary somewhere else. I think what holds me back is I know that Chalanoglu has like a 20 point floor in him somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that way about, uh, under, under. So like, yep. That sways me a little more that way. But, um, like I, I have absolutely played slates with, uh, Chalanoglu where I don't play him and he just like absolutely balls out. And I'm just like, ah, me it's too. just, it's just yeah. so frustrating. But he's uh, definitely got that in him. Yeah. So, I don't like. I can't. I I probably rule Under out for cash at least before I uh, I rule out uh, Chalhanoglu. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, I I I'll agree with that for sure. You can rule out Under yeah. for cash. Um, so, do you do you think you're more likely to take some of the non set piece Russia guys to for tournaments or? Like, where do we, like, they don't even have, like, they don't have, like, a stacked attack or, like, oh, we'll just get this other no. guy. Like, they, have- um, they don't have the type of guys that I'm normally looking to play, you know, right. guys that are going to score goals. Um, um, yeah, I'm just, like, like Zob, so, so Zobnin in that lineup would yeah. be, like, the fourth attacker. He, he's almost never played an attacking role. No. You know, we, we were surprised to see him there in the first game. I mean, now they may switch it up. I don't know who they have. I mean, Churyashev, uh, yeah. the place where Valencia came in. I mean, he is more attacking. He's also more expensive. He's also probably going to get subbed. I really don't like these Russian guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's exactly where I went. I was like, well, this guy could come in, but nobody, no way he's playing 90 um, so like, I just don't see myself getting like overly excited about the Italy guys either. Like we talked about, uh, Locatelli and Jorginho last in, for the Friday slate, the, the game against Turkey. Um, Locatelli was brutal. If I brutal. Yep. Um, I'll just say about Locatelli. Um, he was a player I had some hopes for in the first game after watching the position that he played in and how he got involved uh, in the attack or, or more, uh, more accurately how he wasn't involved in the attack. <laughs> I have interest in Locatelli. Jorginho, on the other hand, oh, no. I mean, are we going to have to have just a little bit of interest in Jorginho? I mean, maybe. Yeah, he, he can get an assist. He looked good. He kind of did a lot of different things for them. Um, and he might be on pens. So I was off Jorginho last time. I don't know. I don't, I haven't really decided on this time, but I definitely think he's more of an option, especially the fact that he's cheaper. Um, what do you think? I, I think that's the way I think you put it out there. I mean, he was very good in that game. Yeah. Three chances created, which obviously help him help you rack up some points. Um, this is sorry, sorry. This is definitely also a spot um, to go back to what you said at the start of the pod. Maybe not overreacting to what we see in the first game. Yes, Jorginho looked very good 
it doesn't mean those stats are going to be the same. Um, but I do think it should give you a little more optimism if you want to roster him. Um, I was worried that he might be the deepest lying of the Italy players, and that was Locatelli. Um, yeah. To be honest, Jorginho, he maybe could have even done a little bit better. Um, so, no, I, I don't. Yeah, he, he's in play. Uh, the other the other Italy starter, Barella, um, like him as a player. He he supports the attack more than the other two. I think he's a fine GPP play. Um, he'll be low-owned. Um, it's not someone like I'm trying to target, but I don't think he's someone you cross off. He's, he's an option. He plays 90 minutes. He'll take some shots. He gets involved. Yeah, I think he's he's more likely to score a non-penalty goal than Jorginho, at least. Absolutely, yeah. Good point. But Jorginho is just a lock. I mean, he's not even a lock for the penalties. Like, we still – it's one of those things that, like, we have a game – uh, one game uh, reference, mm-hmm. and we still don't know who. Yeah, it'd be play. nice to know that one. Like, it, it'd be nice to know who who was on penalties for Italy. Um, yeah. yeah, I would. I mean, basically, I think it's Jorginho or Immobile. But yeah, it's absolutely one of those two. Yeah, right. but they, they'll probably be on the field together. Right. Right. Exactly. Or if uh, Immobile comes off for uh, Belotti, it could be him. <laughs> but Jorginho will probably still be on the field anyway. And so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, just yeah. hope you don't get a pen. Right. <laughs> Unless we have them, then we have to, we right. have to pay for the bailout penalty. Uh, so we talked about Daniel James at 6,500. Do you look, did you consider any of the other Wales uh, midfielders? Uh, Ramsey looked about as dead as we expected him to look. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, like we saw like Stuart Armstrong start and that was another, like all those guys that like we've, played on premier league slates and we're like oh okay that works and this it just didn't it didn't yeah um Did no armstrong mixed up with somebody now that i've said that no oh yeah he's scottish started for scotland yeah yeah sorry yeah. my fault i mixed him up with somebody else um anyway anyway whoever it was joe allen started <laughs> he did um, Actually, he had, he had an early ball into Moore that looked like it could have been something. Uh, wait, I think it was his lone who, cross. Where, who got that assist to Moore? Uh, it oh, was Moral. Moral. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For some reason, I thought I I don't know why I thought it was Ramsey. But to answer your question, no, I wouldn't go back to Ramsey. Um, I was a bit wrong about him and Wales. I thought. I thought he'd be getting forward more, but no, he, he doesn't. And you're right. He, he didn't look like the player we saw at Arsenal. Um, no, I wouldn't go. I, I don't have interest there. I, I guess the way I'm thinking, if you're really trying to go against, you know, you're trying to find some contrarian route. We know Italy's going to be popular. We know Russia's going to be popular. The expectation is that Turkey is after that. Do you think... Wales is low owned enough, you know, more Bale, James or something like that to take some chances. Yeah. Well, I'm, they have to be like, are they low enough to take chances on them as opposed to Switzerland? That's how. Yeah. That's a good, that's a very good question. Um, It's one of the things that I struggle to predict is ownership, but it feels like they're going to be pretty low owned. I mean, just going back to everything I've said on this podcast so far, 
I've been pretty hard on them because they looked bad. Um, I feel like other other people will feel similarly. Um, other people are going to want to play the other teams on this slate. So yeah, from from that perspective, you can go there. Any anyone who has goal upside, like like I, I would go for the guys who have goal or assist upside, the attackers, obviously. But yeah, I do think they're they're lower ownership means you can go there. Um, I prefer going there as opposed to Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that, that was really the question. Like, I don't yeah, know. sorry. Um, just like to be more clear, I'd, I'd still expect Wales to create some chances, more chances than Switzerland. Um, yeah. So, so yes, like just to be more clear, I, I prefer them. I think they'll create more chances. They'll be low enough on to take some shots. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Perfect. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, moving to defense. As um, so we talked on the last Switzerland slate about uh Rick Rod, and he basically was the most popular player on that slate in cash, if I remember correctly. And mm-hmm. um, he was just, when you compare, if you think that he and Shakiri, and they're not like the same players, but if their stats are basically the same, then just take the guy who's 3,000 cheaper or 2,000, it might be three. Um, against Italy, I'm like, I usually like okay still taking set piece takers as underdogs if they're decently priced and. He's 5,800, which, like, if he was a midfielder and was never a defender, I probably would think about it. But, like, I'm just, it's, he's not even – I'm, I'm off him for this one. You're off of Rick Rod? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I am too. Um, so, quickly, I know we said we would mention Shakiri, or I said we would bring up Shakiri in the midfielders. I don't think we did. Um, <laughs> it looks like, you know, his value has been – I'd say greatly reduced to like set pieces more so than it used to. Um, he got subbed also. We, we predicted that he got subbed pretty early. Um, yeah, one, yeah. And this relates to Rick Rod too. Um, Switzerland attacked. I mean, I don't want to say exclusively, but m- m- for the, for the most part down that right-hand side with Shakiri, and it, it definitely affected Rodriguez's, open play value. Um, they were taking all the corners from Shakiri's side. Uh, Rodriguez got there in the end, but um, he had six fantasy points 
in like the 85th minute or something in a very good matchup. Um, now I agree with you that I usually will take these set piece guys as underdogs also. And I also agree with you about this slate in that I don't think you need to go to him here either. Yeah. Um, are we, are we talking about, you know, are we talking about, okay, so we're on defender now. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, are you still planning on paying up at Defender? No. Okay. Um, I think the only – so not playing Rodriguez makes it, like, easier to not pay up at Defender. Like, he's one of the guys that you – like, if you want to pay for Defender, usually he's one of the reasons. Um, I, the Italy guy, like, Spinazzola looked great. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's who I wanted to talk about. Yeah, like, he – I think he was the cheapest – of the the group from in the first game um, um he was he was actually like way more expensive than oh sorry i'm thinking about showdown i don't remember was he the cheapest no, it was, in showdown. No, it was showdown i thought oh you're right you're right i take that back he was much he, more expensive because that's that was I, one of those that was one of those where yeah he, he was like 6800 yes. um and florenzi was 54 or something yep. and the game starts and you're watching and Spinazzola is basically playing forward. Florenzi's like rarely getting forward and you're just sitting there going DraftKings knows. I mean, <laughs> you, because, like it happens sometimes. Like you look at the prices in showdown and it makes you not want to do it. And it's like, you know, DraftKings has a guy watching Italy training that like <laughs> knows how, I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but sometimes it's like that. I, I can assure you they definitely do not. Um, yeah, no, I know. I, know. <laughs> no, I think I remember that because I I don't think he was in our expected lineup. Like, I think it, it was a bit of a surprise that he was in. And it was like, oh, he's in. So you, you, like, go over and, like, I'll get, a, you know, a little savings. Maybe I can move up somewhere else. And it was like, oh, he's actually $1,200 more than whoever. Yeah. He's got uh, Just qu quick, quickly for, for tournaments, for GPPs, Love Spinazzola. I mean, he, he was unlucky not to score. Looked yeah. fantastic. Um, great GPP play. Um, so, yeah, what were you saying, though? Cash. Cash, no. Yeah, it doesn't look like you want to pay up. So who uh, who are you looking to? I literally went right to the bottom. Um, I like think, Hala again? Uh, I think he was actually too expensive. <laughs> 2800 <laughs> So not – not that dramatic. So um, I did. I do think that Italy controls this match and don't give up a goal. So I think if you play Benucci or Chiellini, uh, I think uh, Chiellini is like thirty-seven hundred. Benucci's thirty-five. Like I, I think they're okay plays in cash. I think the reasonable expectation is that they score three points, though. Like I think. If you build your lineup and you, you try to project points, I think three points is where where they are. Mm -hmm. um, but I think they're that's fine. Um, I think the the problem that I had is that Spinazzola was really like the only one I wanted to pay up for, and I, and I actually think he'll be owned in cash. Um, yeah, I do too. I mean, people people saw that game. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's fine. Like I think it, it's reasonable. Um, yeah. I think he probably outscores Daniel James and they're basically the same price. Yeah. So I think that's fine. Uh, but I don't think it was Emerson. I was hoping Emerson would start. And then when I saw Spinazzola, I was like, there's no way Emerson should start over this guy. Um, right. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, he, he looked good. Um, yeah. So our, our guy, I know, I know we like it when Emerson's in there, but he might have a tough time getting into the team after that performance. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I don't want to play Rodriguez. So I was like, Mbabu looked really good too. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I wonder how much of that. So you were saying like how much they attacked up that right side. I mean, that was Mbabu's side with Shakiri. Mm-hmm. Um, I forty eight hundred against Italy feels a little expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Like if they don't have the ball enough, like he he's a good like defensive defender. Like he can get tackles and fouls drawn. I do worry that he tackles a few too many times late and ends up with a yellow card or, you know, he just doesn't have it enough. But um, those are the guys I was probably looking at if I was spending a little money. And I mean, really the only other place you go is Russia, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, Mbabu uh, looked really good. I I think, yeah, you can sort of expect, expect him to be, you know, attacking like that going forward, not the, the matchup here is what I would say uh, leads me to not play him this slate, but mm-hmm. yeah, he looks really good. I, I don't think there's a need to go to him against Italy. The Russia guys, um, they're interesting. They seem like risky cash plays, but I've, I, I wouldn't do that. I sure it'd be fine. But, um, Yuri, so Yuri Zirkov got ruled out for the tournament. Um, I've seen some things that they're going to go back to the three at the back or five at the back, however you want to look at it. And at least in tournaments, that would make uh, Fernandez and Karavayev pretty appealing to me. I don't think they'll be as, as high owned as they should be. I'm not saying that they won't have ownership, but it won't be as high as they should. And back to our conversation about the midfielders at Russia we that we didn't really want to do um because you know who do you go there's just no one really to go for uh Fernandez and Karavayev can be involved in a goal um especially if they're playing high up the pitch so look for Russia's formation that will like that will decide a lot for me if they're playing as wingbacks I'd have a lot of interest if they're in a back four too expensive for me okay that's fair um yeah thankfully they're the first game so we uh, Mm -hmm. We'll get that. So really back four, they're just, you wouldn't touch them, even though they No, I, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't just dismiss them like that. I wouldn't touch them in cash. I think they're, fi- I definitely think they're fine for tournaments. I, I don't mean to dismiss them. I, I guess I should just say I like them more if they're on the wing. Um, okay. Like 5k, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't love paying 5k for, guys in a back four that aren't like on an elite team um unless especially like if it's a team that i'm not sure how they're gonna play like this game might be that might be a tough game to watch too like we're not sure i mean i'm I'm hoping russia looks good or i wouldn't say hoping but thinking that they could just based on finland but those defenders are still risky for that price when you have expensive players all over the slate to pay for do you play them without Zuba or do you kind of have to play them? Yeah, that's a good question too. They make for a good pairing. Um, those, either one of them, there's a good chance that that's where the assist could come from. Um, yeah, just like I don't think you need to though. No, I don't think you need to. Uh, okay. because there's a lot of, a lot of scenarios. Like if this, if that game gets, if that game is zero, zero into the second half or, or close or something, 
the defenders could end up really having a nice game and, you know, Zuba might be subbed off by then. Like he doesn't have to score. So yeah, I think it's a good option to pair him, but I don't think you have to. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, was there any cheap guy that you liked other <laughs> than. I, I, I don't think I've mentioned anyone. Um, it's just a bunch of guys to me pretty much. It's, it's like just a bunch of guys. I was, I was looking at this. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say there's anyone I liked. But if I had to go somewhere, I mean, the first thing I'm going to do is look to one of the favorites and the cheap who has cheap guys, and that's Turkey. They're not guys who get involved a lot. Um, Ziki Select, 3800 it's a good price. I mean, it's like, who would you rather have? It's, I guess it's something you got to think about, him or the Italy guys, because they're the same price. Um, if you're playing for an Italy clean sheet, you probably still lean the center backs there. Um, so, yeah. To answer your question, no, they're all just guys. There isn't anyone I like. Um, like no one worthy of like me jamming in a bunch of lineups just on his own. So yeah. I'll 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 pair my defenders. I'll pair one with the goalie or pair uh, one to go for the assist. Okay. Um, the one guy we skipped in midfield that I'm looking at this Finland lineup is uh, Robin. Lowe's. Oh yeah, good point. I wish I knew how to say his last name. Is, I think it's Lode and not Lode. Robin Lode. I've said Lode my whole life because I haven't watched it. Is he still in the MLS? Yeah, yeah. Minnesota United. Um, yeah, I haven't watched the Minnesota United game in a while, so I, I don't don't know how they say his name. <laughs> um, I think anyway, most- yeah, what, do you, what do you think? Um, so he's 5,300 for set pieces as the second biggest underdog. Like, I – I don't know I'm why you go there. Sorry. I'm saying like, I don't know why you go there. Okay. Um, yeah. The one thing I will say is he's cheap. And I was surprised at how high up the field he was playing uh, against, against Denmark. Um, he was like supporting the striker a lot of times. So Again, back to when you asked me about the cheap Russia mids and the cheap Wales mids. If those guys are in play, this Robin Lode is absolutely in play um, for tournaments. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up now. Um, and, you know, I like, like, you know, and not you specifically, but when you just have no interest. I hope like other people will feel the same way, you know, being, being in, he's in the first game also. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to say you can go there for tournaments. He's not a guy that I'm going to have a lot of, but he seems like a good gamble. Okay. Yeah. I think we just have to remind ourselves that Russia may be heavily favored, but they're not great. Like they're not a great team. Uh, Right. Finland stinks, but like every so often some things can happen against teams that are not great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and also remember that we're comparing him against other midfielders in that range who also aren't great. And that um, increases his appeal slightly. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Do you pay up for goalkeeper basically like Donnarumma or Shunin? Yeah. Here I think it's Donnarumma or all the way down. Yeah. Um, or maybe not all the way down. Sorry. Um, You've got Robin Lode fear now. You can't play uh, Shunin. No, 
Okay, yeah, maybe I shouldn't shouldn't like. Okay, I agree with you. There, I there, yeah, it's a two hundred dollar price difference. I have a lot more confidence in Italy. Um, yes, I do like the fact that Russia's at home, but Italy is also at home. Yep. Um, if it were different. I could see myself going to the Russia guy. In this case, no. Um, well, no for cash. Sure for tournaments. Um, Hurideki or however you say his name for forty one hundred. Yeah, seems okay too. I mean, he smashed in the first game. I mean, at least you know Finland are going to face shots. It seems like that's an okay spot to go. Yep, I think um, I think he's the most popular. Um, like he's only. It's only two hundred dollars to to Jan Summer, and yeah. if you're loading up on Italy, I mean, we have said it like it can work. Of course, uh, you know, Immobile gets six shots on goal and doesn't doesn't score, so that pretty much pays for itself. But I think the slight, I, th- I think the fact that uh, Herdecki absolutely crushed in his first game will let people look his way, and uh, like I don't think you're like gaining huge leverage by playing summer, but um, I think he'll just be lower on. Yeah. But they're goalkeepers, so who knows? I think everything you said is accurate. Hurideki will uh, probably be the highest owned for all those reasons you said. Um, Summer's still still good in tournaments. Um, upside, face a lot of shots. But, yeah, I think, you know, it's goalie. How much can we say? <laughs> I think we talked about goalie for like 10 minutes yesterday. Yeah. So. Uh, sometimes it's sometimes some slates are more interesting than others. Um, nothing like it's, it's, it's rare that something like jumps out at you, you know? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it was for today's slate. Cause we were talking about Patricio for, for Portugal. When you pay it, basically it was either going to be Patricio or um, who was the other guy? And look, it worked out great, you know, the, the, from yesterday. You pay up for Patricio, and it got there in the end. That 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 difference can be huge. I mean, he's he's lower owned, not only in cash but in tournaments significantly, and you have a huge edge. And it, with the way that the goalie points uh, ended up in that first game, and it it didn't cost you that much to get it. And also you were favored to get that edge. I mean, this result is going to happen. uh, Portugal are going to win that game with a clean sheet. So that move made sense. Glad it worked out. (laughs) Yeah. Galashi is, uh, is who I forgot. And with like, I don't remember when the first goal was, but let's say 75 minutes into that game, I was like, Galashi is going to smash this slate. Oh man, it was close to happening. Yeah. Ronaldo, he misses that sitter at the end of the first half. Like the exact chance you want falling to a guy like Ronaldo. And yeah, it just, it just looked like it was going to be one of those games, but he got there. He got there. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. (laughs) If anybody has any uh, follow up questions for me or Ryan, you can find us in the Rotowire discord, which is open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat. To get in there, if you are not a Rotowire subscriber and want to try us out for free for 10 days, no credit card required, just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. It gets you access to that Discord as well and all the sports that we cover on Rotowire. Uh, for those watching on YouTube, if you could please hit the like button below if you've liked it. If you didn't, the like button is still there for you, so take that chance. Uh, and anybody listening on the audio version of the podcast, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Ryan, thank you for that. Uh, good luck on Wednesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck, everybody.
Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.